0: Welcome to Marginalia's Daily Readings and Prayers podcast. This podcast is designed to come alongside you in your daily Bible reading and prayer and to help you stay connected with the life and teaching of New City as we're unable to get together in person. You'll want to follow along each day by reading before listening if possible. You can always find our readings and a short prayer at www.newcitycency.org forward slash social. Today is Friday, April 10th, the year of our Lord 2020. And our scripture readings are Psalm 149, Lamentations chapter 3 verses 1 to 33, 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 10 to 20, and the Gospel of John chapter 13 verses 36 to 38. My name is Michael Prevetera, and I'm one of the pastors at New City. Well, today is Good Friday. Today the church remembers the day Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, the one through whom all things were made, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, was executed at the hands of the Roman government 2,000 years ago. The Roman authorities couldn't find any charge against him, but at the insistence of their religious leaders in Jerusalem, and for fear of the mob, they put him to death, just like every other traitor, criminal, or rebel who dared to question and defy the power of the Roman authorities. Why? We sit thousands of years after this event and say, how could this happen? Who would ever want to kill Jesus? And in our minds, we imagine, you know, gentle, laid back, smiling Jesus. Jesus, our buddy. Jesus, our guru. Jesus, our life coach. Jesus, who is really more of a product of our modern Western imaginations and sensibilities, rather than the actual Jesus of history. But who would ever turn on Jesus? Well... Uh, Pretty much everyone, as today's gospel reading tells us. Uh, In it, Peter claims that he would never turn on Jesus, and Jesus assures him that before the clock crows three times, he will. And if you know the Good Friday story, after Jesus is arrested by the authorities, Peter will follow them and hang outside where Jesus is being interrogated. But when he's accused by other bystanders of being one of Jesus' followers, he denies it, not just once, three times, saying, I do not know the man. This story has always gotten to me. Now, I'd like to to think that I would never do that. I'd like to think that I would succeed where Peter blew it. But the reality is I wouldn't. I mean, if Peter couldn't keep his word after seeing the miracles of Jesus, the glory of the transfiguration uh, after he walked on water with Jesus, and even being warned by Jesus that this was going to happen, it seems really arrogant to think that in the same circumstances, I wouldn't do the same thing. I am Peter in a lot of ways. The Good Friday story is one of the great tragic events of world history. Not just the torture and execution of Jesus, but the tragedy of being abandoned by one of his closest friends in his hour of need. Which brings us back to the why question. Why did this happen? Well, living 2,000 years after the crucifixion of Jesus, we miss the significance of the cross because it's kind of become normal. I mean, we wear this symbol of execution around our necks. We tattoo it on our bodies. But Jesus was crucified because he was a threat. Meek, gentle, body Jesus is not the one who died on this day 2,000 years ago. No, the man who died claimed to have greater authority than the religious leaders. He claimed to be the new temple of God He said there was a new kingdom coming, a new regime which would surpass the regime of Caesar. He dignified all the wrong people and called out all the right people. He gathered large crowds of people, not because he offered some new philosophy, but because the power of God rested upon him. Sinners repented, the lame walked, the blind were made to see, and the dead were raised. He came to make the world right. And for those who... We're living in an abnormal, broken world and and actually liked it in some ways. Uh, That seemed very, very wrong. And just like in most tyrannical regimes, people who are threats get taken out along with their followers. The gospel tells us that the crucifixion was the point where God took our place. The son of God died for your sins as your substitute. I don't want to minimize any of that because that is true and cling to that. But I also want to draw our attention to the reality that the cross was the place where the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world met to do battle. And it sure looked like the world was winning on that Good Friday 2,000 years ago. Which is why Peter, or, or you, or I, or anyone else, would save our own skins. Injustice looked like it was winning. Tyranny looked like it was winning. Men who enjoyed using their power to torture others looked like they were winning. Death and destruction looked like they were winning, and yet nothing could be further from the truth. The New Testament doesn't end with Jesus' crucifixion. That's just the first part of the climax of the story. This year, Good Friday is coming at a time where it looks like all the wrong things are winning, doesn't it? Disease, abuse of power, injustice, and even death itself. But you know what? This year, Easter is also coming. And we still live in a world that exists on the far side of Easter. You know, we've lost a lot of control and comfort over the past month as Americans, uh, though we still have it pretty good compared to other places in the world right now. We have faced our own mortality and weakness in a world of relative comfort and ease. Yet reality is, those things no longer have the last word. Good Friday has changed that. The ancient Easter hymn the church has sung for centuries goes like this. Christ has risen from the dead, trampling down death by death. On Good Friday, the powers of evil, the curse of sin, the things that held the world captive and ensnared were broken. And God's people in turn have been called to fight. Christianity has changed the world. Uh, Just for example, previous civilizations would have seen this pandemic as fate or karma, but we see it as an enemy because of the legacy of the gospel. Christians were some of the first to start hospitals because they knew that death and disease had no place in God's good world. In the midst of a crisis, we do need to remember that Jesus loved us and died for us. But... We also need to remember that Jesus came to do battle against the powers of evil and death, and he has won. As the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. On this Good Friday, take some time to reflect that Jesus came to do battle against the darkness. Now that doesn't mean life will always be easy, but it doesn't mean we give up. Pray hard. Fight for hope. Remember that death does not have the last word. And love your neighbor. One goal of this podcast is to foster community and encourage personal reflection in this challenging season. Reach out to your community group. Talk with roommates or spouses or call a friend. Here's a question to help you do that. Where is your hope on this Good Friday? If you think this would be helpful for friends or family, please share our podcast with them and encourage them to subscribe. Links to subscribe can be found at newcitycincy.org forward slash social. You can find more resources related to Marginalia's daily readings and prayers podcast by following us on Instagram at New City Cincinnati or Facebook at New City Cincy. As we close today, we invite you to join us and our denomination, the Presbyterian Church in America, in prayer for God's justice, knowing that God alone is the one who is most just. Let's pray. Lord, it is so easy to respond to crisis with anger at the injustices we see around us. Your word describes you as the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways of justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity. Just and upright is he. Remind us that you are a perfect judge. That you are the defender of righteousness. And that we can trust in your eternal justice. But also show us that you are God who uh, deferred justice for us. That you took the justice we deserve um, upon your shoulders on Good Friday. And so... Knowing that that we have been uh, freed from your judgment, help us to be agents of your justice as we have opportunity. Teach us what your righteousness is because our vision is sometimes tainted by our sin, our experiences, or our opinions. God, we give the world and the crisis and all these things to you and we ask for your justice and healing to come. Pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Lamb who took away the sins of the world. Amen. Thanks for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you.